Hello, my loves, and welcome to the next episode of Pussy Talks We Listen, a podcast designed to get you so deeply in awareness of and in connection to your beautiful pussy through your menstrual cycle. My name is Georgia Goodhue. I am the pussy coach and I help women to activate their feminine through restoration of their menstrual cycles. Oh, I love, 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 love (laughs) showing up to share all of the juice around cycles, around the feminine, around our bodies, around all of the things that it takes to live in this often crazy world and how to feel super anchored, anchored, anchored is the word, anchored and grounded into yourself so you don't get lost, so you don't feel like you have to look outside of yourself to know that the map home always lies within And today I am showing up to talk about and to share something that my beautiful boyfriend, Brian, uh, shared with me recently when we were out on a little date night. (laughs) I think it's such a beautiful analogy that is so transferable to so many situations in our life. Um... I love to use metaphors and analogies within my coaching, within my work with clients, because I find it gives so much more context to the things we're going through. It, again, is another anchor back home to ourselves. It's something that we can remember. You know, women inherently are storytellers, humans in general, right, are storytellers. But I think especially, especially women, we naturally gather together we naturally tell stories we naturally love to listen to stories um so storytelling and story listening is a very core component of the work that I do especially in my group containers oh I wonder if you can hear the birds they also storytelling right now as I sit out in the beautiful bush in Kalamunda Western Australia So the analogy, let me get into it. I love to use nature as an analogy as well. We are so divinely connected to nature. Um, It's a very intrinsic connection if we allow ourselves to see it. So here it goes. He said to me about self-love and about attracting other people into our lives that when he first met me he could see that I had this you know beautiful rich garden that I had been cultivating a garden you know full of flowers full of color a garden that I was tending to and the mere fact that I was in this inner garden you know, the garden of self-love, let's say, Uh, the garden of self in general, is what made him so magnetized to come into it. You know, he said in the past that he feels like he's been someone that was standing at the gate of his own garden. He wasn't 
inside his garden. He wasn't doing the work. He wasn't, you know, digging up old weeds and planting new flowers. He wasn't working in his own garden, but standing at the gate trying to get people to come in or trying to get people to stay away. (laughs) And I realize that this is such a perfect analogy because I can relate so much to that for so much of my life before I started this inner journey back to self, back to the restoration of self. I was cultivating my garden, but I was standing very fiercely at the gate, not allowing people to come in. And so much of what I was cultivating, so much of what I was watering were my own fears, were my own self-doubts, were, you know, my disordered eating, my sexual assault, shame, my feelings of being less than. And of course, we don't want people to come into our garden (laughs) when we know that we are watering the things that don't serve us there's there's no sense of pride to invite people into that um and the stark difference now is that not only is the gate open but that I'm in there trying my damn hardest (laughs) every day, devoting myself, committing myself to showing up in my garden, showing up and pulling weeds or no longer watering weeds if I can't pull them out, if they're very deeply entrenched, which, you know, so many of our childhood traumas, they might be things that we're never going to get away from, that we can't pull out because the roots are so deep. But we can choose to stop watering them, you know. We can choose to not give so much attention to them. And once they die off, then we're able to pull the roots out, right? Um, And so I just, I love this analogy so much because it relates not only to relationships with our partners, but, you know, everything in life is a relationship. Our business is a relationship. Our friendships are relationships. And I see so many women standing at the door of their garden, either trying their best to bring people in or trying their best to keep people out. And I can relate so much. I know how to relate so much because... I've been there and I continue to be there. I'm not sure it's, you know, ever something that we stop doing, but it's something that we become so much more deeply aware about. So, you know, in in the process of growth and transformation, we probably always find ourselves back at that gate again, back at a place of recognising if we are feeling unsafe and it it often is the feeling of being unsafe that keeps us at the gate in both ways you know if we're trying to plead and to fawn to have that fawn response of trying to bring people into our garden to save our garden it's because we feel unsafe if we're standing at the gate trying to fight (laughs) 
people who are trying to get in again another response to not feeling safe in our bodies and so I find that you know the mere practice of becoming aware of this internal garden and becoming aware of our relation to this internal garden can help and can change so much for us Um, and this is a practice that I love to do myself and to share with my clients Um, so alongside your nightly menstrual cycle charting practice you might like to add in the reflections of your inner garden for that day some great questions you can ask yourself are how did I tend to my garden today was I watering weeds was I watering flowers And a huge one in connection to our cycle awareness is to recognize the natural inclination towards our garden for that day. You know, if we are in our inner winter, how did we respond to and connect to our garden in those moments? Um, Did we act like we were in summer in our garden when all of the, you know, petals perhaps should have been closed and it was a bit colder uh, you know, if we're in our summer of our garden, were we working hard within there? Were we tending to everything? If it's not in autumn, were we allowing parts of ourselves to be composted, ready to be potentized for the next month? And so you can see this analogy of the garden can help in so very many ways. Um, and it can help us not only to become aware and to reflect back on. Reflecting, I think, is such a core important part of the process that so many of us don't like to do. <laughs> because to reflect means to take responsibility. To reflect means that we have to face ourselves and see what's working and what is not working. Um, but what I love about you know, using nature as an analogy I think it gives us so much more compassion for ourselves. You know, we don't don't get mad at trees for dropping their leaves. We don't get pissed off that there's not flowers blooming all the time. You know, we're surprised and we're delighted when spring comes, when flowers pop up. We, like, marvel in the beauty of autumn as the leaves change colour and... There's a real sense of, I think, clarity in winter oftentimes in nature when, you know, the leaves are dropped and we can see trees for how they look underneath, for the rawness of them. So bringing this analogy into your practice, into your your awareness, I hope is very helpful. I hope that it is something that feels very soothing and nourishing for your system. And I hope it is something that allows you to cultivate that real deep compassion, responsibility and real love for yourself. Um, I would love to know if listening to this sparked anything inside you, if you recognise like shit, okay, (laughs) 
I need to have a look at my garden or, oh my gosh, okay, that's the reason why I've been standing at the gate of my garden or whatever it might be. Um, And I'll leave you with one of the last things that my boyfriend said to me about it. He said that, you know, the fact that your garden looks so stable and looks so well looked after and was full of colour. And yes, there was dark spots, but that didn't matter. That is what made him want to come in. That's what made him so attracted to me. And he felt safe with me through that. So I leave you with that, my loves. If you are looking for more guidance and for more support within the activation of your feminine through the restoration of your menstrual cycle, then please come and find me on Instagram. I am at the puss.ycoach. I have all of my programs and all of my the work to do with me within my bio there. Sorry, I just got distracted by my dog running up to me. <laughs> um, so you can find all of my work within there. If you have any questions or you'd like to inquire about programs, please feel free to send me a DM. I promise my DMs are a very happy and supportive and safe place to share. And I look forward to seeing you over there. If you loved this episode, please like and download, subscribe to the podcast itself. Send it to one of your friends who you think needs to hear it today. Come back and listen to it again in another season of your cycle. I find as we transition through our seasons, there is so much more that lands within different contexts for us so come back and have a listen and as always so much love from my heart from my pussy to yours I see you I have love for you my heart sees your heart and my pussy feels your pussy (laughs) have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world and I love you